Okay. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles, Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles, Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. The browser works, you can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you will see the link to read H-E-I-M-O-E. On that same top menu, there is also a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're starting a new chapter, Chapter 30. We'll read Section one and two, uh, the introduction and rules for decision in chapter 30, the new beginning. And at the top of the hour, we'll pause for remembrance of our lesson, uh, lesson of the day. Today's lesson is 313. Now let a new perception come to me. And that would be led by Fran, as he almost always does. And so now I turn to you, Lori, and ask, uh, do you have a, one of your wonderful magnetic openings for the call? I do, Lemoyne, and I'm so grateful to Rainer Maria Rilke for this. The title of the poem is, I Believe in All That Has Never Yet Been Spoken. I believe in all that has never yet been spoken. I want to free what waits within me, so that what no one has dared to wish for may for once spring clear without my contriving. If this is arrogant, God forgive me, but this is what I need to say. May what I do flow from me like a river, no forcing and no holding back the way it is with children. Then in the swelling and ebbing currents, these deepening tides moving out, Returning, I will sing you, as no one ever has, streaming through widening channels into the open sea. Now let a new perception come to me, that it may once spring clear. Amen. Oh, thank you, Laurie. Good, thank you. Oh, thank you, Laurie. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that poem. Thanks, you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Laurie. And uh see, my friends, uh, this is what I've got for who's with us and reading. I have Laurie, Fran, Aaron, Robin Marie, Jennifer, 
uh, Sandra. And with us in listening, I have Judy and Harrison. And I, I don't know if Lana wants to read her list. Lemoyne, you can put me on the list for reading. This is Lana. Okay. And Jessica, too, I think. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't hear my name, Jessica. All right. Thank you, Jessica. Sorry. That's my computer. All right. Everything seems to be sorted. Okay. Um, let me go ahead. Did you say Charles? Yes, he did. Uh, yes. yes, Charles was. Okay. Yes, he did. Um, yeah. Bless you. Thank you, Mark. God bless you, Lemoyne. All right. Here. Let me go back to the beginning of chapter 30, where I'll begin to get us started by reading. Um, the introduction, the one paragraph introduction. And I just want a little side note. I'm going to read it stair-stepping, and it's pretty much as we normally do it, except uh, each rule um, has three paragraphs, which I'll ask everyone who is reading one to just read the rule number and then the three paragraphs. So at some point, somebody's going to read six paragraphs, but it's actually the shortest reading, I think, in the whole thing. So, Okay. Um, otherwise, it's just two chunks for each person as they read, as, as it normally is. So I'm going to start it with the odd one at first here, Chapter 30, The New Beginning, Section 1, Introduction. Beginning now becomes the focus of the curriculum. The goal is clear, but now you need specific methods for attaining it. The speed by which it can be reached depends on this one thing alone, your willingness to practice every step. Each one will help a little every time it is attempted. And together, will these steps lead you from dreams of judgment to forgiving dreams, and out of pain and fear. They are not new to you, but they are more ideas than rules of thought to you as yet. So now we need to practice them a while until they are the rules by which you live. We seek to make them habits now so you will have them ready for whatever need. And Lori. Will you read the introduction and on into Section 2? Alrighty. Uh, chapter 30, The New Beginning, Introduction. The new beginning now becomes the focus of the curriculum. The goal is clear, but now you need specific methods for attaining it. The speed by which it can be reached depends on this one thing alone, your willingness to practice every step. Each one will help a little every time it is attempted, and together will these steps lead you from dreams of judgment to forgiving dreams and out of pain and fear. They are not new to you, 
but they're more than they're they are more ideas than rules of thought to you as yet so now we need to practice them a while until they are rules by which you live we seek to make them habits now so you will have them ready for whatever need so section two rules for decision decisions are continuous you do not always know when you're making them but with a little practice with the ones you recognize a set begins to form which sees you through the rest it is not wise to let yourself become preoccupied with every step you take the proper set adopted consciously each time you wake will put you all ahead and if you find resistance strong and dedication weak you are not ready do not fight yourself but think about the kind of day you want and tell yourself there is a way in which this very day can happen just like that then try again to have the day you want thank you Lori and friend would you read uh, two through five chapter 30 the new beginning section 2 rules for decision paragraph 2 decisions are continuous you do not always know when you are making them but with a little practice with the ones you recognize a set begins to form which sees you through the rest it is not wise to let yourself become preoccupied with every step you take the proper step adopted consciously each time you wake will put you well ahead and if you find resistance strong and dedication weak you are not ready do not fight yourself but think about the kind of day you want and tell yourself there is a way in which this very day can happen just like that then try again to have the day you want the outlook starts with this today I will make no decision by myself this means that you are choosing not to be the judge of what to do but it must also mean you will not judge the situations where you will be called upon to make response for if you judge them you have set the rules for how you should react to them and then another answer cannot but produce confusion and uncertainty and fear thank you friend and Charles with you read three through six oh now I'm unmuted okay <laughs> thank you um, the outlook starts with this today I will make no decisions by myself this means that you are choosing not to be the judge of what you do but it must also mean you will not judge situations where you will be called upon to make response for if you judge them you have set the rules for how you should react to them and then another answer cannot but produce confusion and uncertainty and fear this is your major problem now 
you still make up your mind and then decide what to ask you should do. And what you hear may not resolve the problem as you saw it first. This leads to fear because it contradicts what you perceive. And so you feel attacked and therefore angry. There are rules by which this will not happen, but it does occur at, but I'm sorry, but it does occur at first while you're learning how to hear. Did you want me to read seven as well? No, thanks. Okay, um, thank you. <laughs> Karen, would you read six and then rule two, six through nine, seven through nine, sorry. Six through nine. Six. This is your major problem now. You still make up your mind and then decide to ask what you should do. And what you hear may not resolve the problem as you saw it first. This leads to fear because it contradicts what you perceive and so you feel attacked and therefore angry. There are rules by which this will not happen, but it does occur at first while you are learning how to hear. Paragraph seven, number two. Throughout the day, at any time you think of it and have a quiet moment for reflection, tell yourself again the kind of day you want, the feelings you would have, the things you would want to happen to you, and the things you would experience and say. If I make no decision by myself, this is the day that will be given me. These two procedures practiced well will serve to let you be directed without fear, for opposition will not first arise and then become a problem in itself. Thank you, Karen. And Robin Murphy, would you read chapter uh, 10? Seven through ten. Yes. Rule two. Okay. Uh, uh, two. Throughout the day, at any time you think of it, and have a quiet moment for reflection, tell yourself again the kind of day you want, the feelings you would have, the things you want to happen to you, and the things you would experience, and say... If I make no decision by myself, this is the day that will be given me. These two procedures, practiced well, will serve to let you be directed without fear, for opposition will not first arise and then become a problem in itself. But there will still be times when you have judged already. Now the answer will provoke attack unless you quickly straighten out your mind to want an answer that will work. Be certain this has happened if you feel yourself unwilling to sit by and ask to have the answer given you. This means you have decided by yourself 
and cannot see the question, now you need a quick restorative before you ask. Thank you, Robin Murray. And Jennifer, would you read Tim and Rosie? So, Tim. Okay, you broke out, Lemoyne. What would you like me to read? 13. 10 through 13? All right, 10. But there will be, but there will still be times when you have judged already. Now the answer, now the answer will provoke attack unless you quickly straighten out your mind. To want an answer, that will work. Be certain this has happened if you feel yourself unwilling to sit by and ask to have the answer given you. This means you have decided by yourself and cannot see the question. Now you need a quick restorative before you ask. 3.11 Remember once again the day you want and recognize that something has occurred which is not a part of it. Then realize that you have asked a question by yourself and must have said an answer in your terms. Then say, well, I have no question. I forgot what to decide. <clears throat> 13. This cancels out the terms which you have set and lets the answer show you what the question must have really been. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. And Sandra, did you read 11 through 14? Remember once again <clears throat> the day you want and recognize that something has occurred which is not part of it. Then realize that you have asked a question by yourself and must have set an answer in your terms. Then say, I have no question. I forgot what to decide. This cancels out the terms which you have set and lets the answer show you what the question must have really been. Try to observe this rule without delay, despite your opposition. For you have already gotten angry and your fear of being answered in a different way from what your version of the question asks will gain momentum until you believe the day you want is one in which you get your answer in your your answer to your question. And you will not get it, for it will destroy the day by robbing you of what you really want. This can be very hard to realize when once you have decided by yourself the rules which promise you a happy day. Yet this decision still can be undone by simple methods which you can accept. Thank you, Sandra. And Lana, would you read 14 through 17? I'm sorry, my phone wasn't behaving. Okay, 14. 
Try to observe this rule without delay, despite your opposition, for you have already gotten angry, and your fear of being answered in a different way from what your version of the question asks will gain momentum until you believe the day you want is one in which you get your answer to your question. And you will not get it, for it would destroy the day by robbing you of what you really want. This can be very hard to realize when once you have decided by yourself the rules which promise you have a happy day. Yet this decision still can be undone by simple methods which you can accept. How far do I read, Lemoyne? To what number? Uh, <laughs> 10, 16, 17. Okay, 15. Okay, if you are so unwilling to receive you cannot even let your question go, you can begin to change your mind with this. At least I can decide I do not like what I feel now. This much is obvious and paves the way for the next easy step. (laughs) And Jessica, would you read Rules 4 and 5, paragraphs 15 through 20? Okay. Okay, uh, Rule 4. If you are so unwilling to receive, you cannot even let your question go, you can begin to change your mind with this. At least I can decide I do not like what I feel now. This much is obvious and paves the way for the next easy step. Five, having decided that you do not like the way you feel, what could be easier than to continue with, and so I hope I have been wrong. Was that my end? Uh, Two more. Oh, Oh, sorry. Just just 20, Um, just 20. Okay, 20. This, okay, so I hope I have been wrong. This works against the sense of opposition and reminds you that help is not being thrust upon you, but is something that you want and that you need because you do not like the way you feel. This tiny opening will be enough to let you go ahead with just a few more steps if you need to let yourself be helped. Your voice is all broken up, Lemoyne. Can you hear me now? Uh, 
you're loud enough to hear, but it still breaks up. Okay, well, I don't know what that is. Um, can't understand you. Who is reading next? Do we know? Not yet, no. no. I thought it was Charles and... I mean, I think he said that you should read 20 and 21. Oh, I've, got, I've, I've already got my head my turn already. I think already. it's Lori's turn, isn't it? Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, Lori was before me. Oh. <laughs> okay, so am I on paragraph 19 then? Uh, you could go from 18, Eight. 18 yeah, to 18. 18. Eighteen yeah. to twenty-one. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, having decided, we're at rule number five. Having decided that you do not like the way you feel, what could be easier than to continue with? And so, I hope I have been wrong. And so, I hope I have been wrong. This works against the sense of opposition. It reminds you that help is not being thrust upon you but it's something you want and that you need because you do not like the way you feel. This tiny opening will be enough to let you go ahead with just a few more steps you need to let yourself be helped. Better? Lori, you said 21? Oh, 21 also? Here I go. Now you have reached the turning point because it has occurred to you that you will gain if what you have decided is not so. Until this point is reached, you will believe your happiness depends on being right. But this much reason have you now attained. You would be better off if you were wrong. Mm -mm -mm. Thank you. Thank you. And through twenty four. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the name. Fran. Fran. Um, okay. Twenty one through twenty four. Fran, for me, Fran. Yeah. Twenty one to twenty four, okay. Fran. Yeah. yeah. Twenty one. Now you have reached the turning point because it has occurred to you that you will gain if what you have decided is not so. 
Until this point is reached, you will believe your happiness depends on being right. But this much reason have you now attained. You would be better off if you were wrong. 22. Rule 6. This tiny grain of wisdom will suffice to take you further. You are not coerced, but merely hope to get a thing you want. And you can say in perfect honesty, I want another way to look at this. 24. Now you have changed your mind about the day and have remembered what you really want. Its purpose has no longer been obscured by the insane belief you want it for the goal of being right when you are wrong. Thus is the readiness for asking brought to your awareness. For you cannot be in conflict when you ask for what you want and see that it is this for which you ask. And I know you're asking me. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get to hear the numbers though. Twenty-two to twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay. Twenty-two. This tiny grain of wisdom will suffice to take you further. You are not coerced, but merely hope to get a thing you want. And you can say in perfect honesty, I want another way to look at this. Now you have changed your mind about the day and have remembered what you really want. Its purpose has no longer been obscured by the insane belief you want it for the goal of being right when you are wrong. Thus is readiness for asking brought to your awareness. For you cannot be in con- for you cannot be in conflict when you ask for what you want and see that it is this for which you ask. This final step is but Acknowledgement of a lack of opposition to be helped. It is a statement of an open mind, not certain yet, but willing to be shown. Perhaps there is another way to look at this. What can I lose by asking? Thus, you now can ask a question that makes sense. And so the answer will make sense as well. Nor will you fight against it. For you see that it is you who will be helped by it. Thank you, Charles. Hi, it's Karen. I think it's my turn. Uh, starting with 25 through what? Uh, 28, if you can. Sure. Thank you. 25, Rule 7. This final step is but acknowledgement of lack of opposition to be helped. It is a statement of an open mind, not certain yet but willing to be shown. 
Perhaps there is another way to look at this. What can I lose by asking? Thus you now can ask a question that makes sense, and so the answer will make sense as well. Nor will you fight against it, for you see that it is you who will be helped by it. It must be clear that it is easier to have a happy day if you prevent unhappiness from entering at all. But this takes practice in the rules which will protect you from the ravages of fear. When this has been achieved, the sorry dream of judgment has forever been undone. But meanwhile, you have need for practicing the rules for undoing it. Let us then consider once again the very first of the decisions which are offered here. Thank you, Karen. And Robin, back. Oh, geez, I had I didn't hear the name of the next reader. Matthew three. <laughs> I, is, is it me? Yes, it's you. I don't know what you're reading. 28 and 29, yes. Oh, thank you. Uh, 28. It must be clear that it is easier to have a happy day if you prevent unhappiness from entering at, at all. But this takes practice in the rules which will protect you from the ravages of fear. When this has been achieved, the sorry dream of judgment has forever been undone. But meanwhile, you have need for practicing the rules for its undoing. Let us then consider once again the very first of the decisions which are offered here. 29. We said you can begin a happy day with the determination not to make decisions by yourself. This seems to be a real decision in itself, and yet you cannot make decisions by yourself. The only question really is with what you choose to make them. That is really all. The first rule, then, is not coercion, but a simple statement of a simple fact. You will not make decisions by yourself, whatever you decide for they are made with idols or with God, and you ask help of Christ or Antichrist, and which you choose will join with you and tell you what to do. Thank you, Robin Marie. This is Jennifer, 29 and 30. We said you, you can begin a happy day with a determination not to make decisions by yourself. This seems to be a real decision in itself. And yet, you cannot make decisions by yourself. The only question 
really is with what you choose to make them. That is really all. The first rule, then, is not coercion, but a simple statement of a simple fact. You will not make decisions by yourself, whatever you decide. For they are made with idols or with God. And you ask help of Christ or Antichrist and which you choose will join with you and tell you what to do. 30. Your day is not at random. It is set by what you choose to live it with and how the friend whose counsel you have sought perceives your happiness. You always ask advice before you can decide on anything. Let this be understood. You can see there cannot be coercion here, nor grounds for opposition, that you that you may be free. There is no freedom from what must occur. And if you think there is, you must be wrong. Pass. Thirty-one and thirty-two. Thirty. Thirty. Thirty-one. Yes. Okay. Your day is not at random. It is set by what you choose to live it with, and how the friend whose counsel you have sought perceives your happiness. You always ask advice before you can decide on anything. Let this be understood, and you can see there cannot be coercion here, nor grounds for opposition, that you may be free. There is no freedom from what must occur, and if you think there is, you must be wrong. 31. The second rule as well is but a fact, for you and your advisor must agree on what you want before it can occur. It is but this agreement that permit, which permits all things to happen. Nothing can be caused without some form of unison, sorry, some form of union, be it with a dream of judgment or the voice of God, for God. Decisions cause results because they are not made in isolation. They are made by you and your advisor for yourself and for the world as well. The day you want you offer to the world for it will be what you have asked for and will reinforce the rule of your advisor in the world whose kingdom is the world for you today what kind of day will you decide to have thank you Sandra and then there Lana oh okay I, I am now <laughs> I didn't know it was my turn okay um, 31 right. and 32 is that right 
Correct. Okay. Yes, please. Alrighty. The second rule as well is but a fact. For you and your advisor must agree on what you want before it can occur. It is but this agreement which permits all things to happen. Nothing can be caused without some form of union, be it with a dream of judgment or the voice for God. Decisions cause results because they are not made in isolation. They are made by you and your advisor for yourself and for the world as well. The day you want, you offer to the world, for it will be what you have asked for and will reinforce the rule of your advisor in the world. Whose kingdom is the world for you today? What kind of day will you decide to have? It needs but two who would have happiness this day to promise it to all the world. It needs but two to understand that they cannot decide alone to guarantee the joy they ask for will be wholly shared. For they have understood the basic law that makes decision powerful and gives it all effects that it will ever have. It needs but two. These two are joined before before there can be a decision. Let this be the one reminder that you keep in mind and you will have the day you want and give it to the world by having it yourself. Your judgment has been lifted from the world by your decision for a happy day. And as you have received, so must you give. Lovely. Yes. Thank you, Lana. And Jessica. Okay. 32. It needs but two who would have happiness this day to promise it to all the world. It needs but two to understand that they cannot decide alone to guarantee the joy they asked for will be wholly shared. For they have understood the basic law that makes decision powerful and gives it all effects that it will ever have. It needs but two. These two are joined before there can be a decision. Let this be the one reminder that you keep in mind and you will have the day you want and give it to the world by having it yourself. Your judgment has been lifted from the world by your decision for a happy day. And as you have received, so must you give. Yay! Yay, indeed. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, everyone. Put up with my tech problems. I kind of presume I'm coming through clearly enough now. And so, 
we turn to you now, friend, to lead us in the lesson. Uh, this is a really perfect cap for this reading. Thank you, friend. Okay, thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and the theme one is what is the last judgment. Today's lesson is lesson 313. Now, let a new perception come to me. So I shall read some from what is the last judgment, and then we'll go to our lesson and do our five-minute meditation. Okay, what is the last judgment? God's final judgment is as merciful as every step in his appointed plan to bless his son and call him to return to the eternal peace he shares with him. Be not afraid of love, for it alone can heal all sorrow, wipe away all tears, and gently waken from his dream of pain the son whom God acknowledges as his. Be not afraid of this. Salvation asks you give it welcome, and the world awaits your glad acceptance, which will set it free. This is God's final judgment. Quote, you are still my holy son, forever innocent, forever loving, and forever loved, as limitless as your creator and completely changeless and forever pure. Therefore, awaken and return to me. I am your father, and you are my son. We'll go over to our lesson. <clears throat> lesson 313. Now, let a new perception come to me. Father, there is a vision which behold all things as sinless, so that fear has gone, and where it was is love invited in. And love will come wherever it is asked. This vision is your gift. The eyes of Christ look on a world forgiven. In his sight are all his sin, its sins forgiven. For he sees no sin in anything he looks upon. Now let his true perception come to me, that I may waken from the dream of guilt and look within upon my sinlessness, which you have kept completely undefiled, upon the altar to your Holy Son, the self with which I would identify. Let us today behold each other in the sight of Christ. How beautiful we are. How holy and how loving. Brother, come and join with me today. We save the world when we are joined. For in our vision, it becomes as holy as the light in us. Lesson 313. Now, let a new perception come to me. Five minutes.
Lesson 313. Now let a new perception come to me. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Thanks, Fran. Thank you, Fran. That was great. Thank you, guys. Good morning, everyone. It's Lana. Um, you know what? I love this section not only um, uh, because of its <clears throat> teachings and making decisions, you know, not by myself, but it's a great exercise in um, the interaction with our minds, you know, being an observer and watching my mind and being aware of what it's doing, <laughs> you know, um, observing it and seeing um, whether it's, you know, pointing to truth or pointing to um, illusions, you know, pointing to my false little self, <laughs> little ego self, and um, or uh, my true self, you know, in God. And it's really great to see... Um, or observe whenever I give power to my ego self. And <clears throat> there's, um, I think it was John the Baptist that says, as he increases, I must decrease, talking about Jesus. And, um, and it's the same thing I feel like with truth. The more I align with my truth in God, the less Lana shows up and the less um, authority I give her. You know, I, I, I have to let her um, become, diminish in order to hear the voice for God. As long as I'm chatting away with an ego identity, with the thinking mind, my mind is not open to hear God's voice. So... Um, I know this section is about making decisions, but it's a lot more, I find a lot more within it, a lot more that it's teaching me. You know, there's just layers of it. I can keep going deeper and deeper and seeing all the things that it offers me because in truth, what it is, it's, um, it's like a fundamental teaching that I'm either giving power to my, um, and recognizing my truth in God, or I'm relinquishing that power and picking up and joining with the weakness of an ego self, you know, so, um, and it's, it's just masterful in how Jesus takes us step by step. It's, it's like he knows what our mind's going to do, you know. <laughs> I love that part where he says, well, at least you can notice you don't you don't like the way you feel. <laughs> you know, even you know, even the ego self can notice that it doesn't like how it's feeling. So, anyhow, I just um, I just wanted to share that because I think that there's so many gifts 
um, that were giving, given in this reading. And by the way, I don't know if I have a link to it, but Leaf Lynn made a gorgeous recording of rules for this vision. And um, if I find it today, I'll post it on the ACIM com conference call in Facebook. So anyhow, thanks so much for listening. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Lana. Yeah, thank you. Thank oh, you, Lana. So true. Thank you, Lana. Thank you, Lana. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you this for your Jessica. dedication. Oh, go ahead, Jesse. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree, Lana, about the, the way our, you know, about how he take, takes us through all the steps. That is so great um, because it's sort of like, I, I, you know, I jump over some of those steps or I jump through them and pretend they're not there sometimes. But the other part that I love about this and about Jesus and the way he teaches us is that he'll take us through all the details of what we need to pay attention to or what is happening or how to see things. And then he will say something like this at the end. Let this be the one reminder that you keep in mind and you will have the day you want and give it to the world by having it yourself. And then he says, your judgment has been lifted from the world. Okay, so he's talking about these two are joined before there can be a decision. And that's what he wants us to be, be the one reminder that we keep in mind. You know, and he sort of circles back to um, make no decision. We make no decisions by ourselves. And that's the, the, the kernel of this, this teaching is that we be aware. You know, I think I'm walking around in my own little world and I'm deciding things. No, I'm choosing who is making decisions with me or who I'm making decisions with. And that's what he wants to make sure we, we take with us if we, if we can't do the rest of it. Thank you. Oh, that's so true, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Morning. Thank you, Jessica. That was really perfect. Amen. This is Charles here. Um, what I like about the rules for decision, each of each and every person who enters into this course at a, at a stage of their life of where they're developing their awareness. They're developing their ability to be more and more aware. Because before awareness happens, we were reactionary. Reactionary to everything around us. And the more aware we became, there was something more to this. There was something more to every relationship then the Course of Miracles and other books like that dropped in and said, yes, you and everyone else share something so beautiful. And the resistance to join with, the resistance to being with, is that what hinders. And the Holy Spirit through forgiveness helps us to drop our guards down and to take that step into 
be willing to join with our brothers and sisters. Be willing to ask the question. Because as soon as I feel resistance in me from joining, I forgot the question. Because that resistance is my inability to be with my brother. And so I asked the Holy Spirit, this is the kind of day I would choose. I would choose to share this happily and joyfully with all those I meet along the way. And to join with and to be with. Not feel I have to resist or push away. You know? I love the decision making and and how Jesus keeps it so simple to the point of the goal of the Course is to join in union with each other. But in resistance to the joining, we judge. We, we forgot why we were there to begin with. I, I forget that later on, I, I remember, oh, if I, I made a different choice, I would have had a, bit, a different day, but that's only my critic inside of me. My internal critic playing that same game inside my mind saying, instead of saying, thank you for the opportunity, I know you'll bring more opportunities for me to practice more and more and more. You know, and like Lana and all the beautiful sisters and brothers here who've dedicated, devoted their life to joining in union with one another, you know, has actually been to that point of dropping their guards and joining and realizing God's love is the reward in the union. So this chapter truly speaks to me about, you know, how my resistance creates me forgetting to remember what I was truly desiring for the day. What was my true experience for the day? What of what I truly experienced for this day? That I may feel the connection and feel the flow and the connection with everyone throughout the day and feel life deeply appreciating the people I'm with in every aspect of my life. Anyways, thank you so much, and thank you for your your shares. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Charles. That was just lovely. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Charles. Thanks, Charles. Thank you, Charles. I know with me that uh, Lemoyne, that your trouble with your computer and your phone has been perfect for this reading, too, because all of us experience uh, those little bumps along the way, and we didn't ask for them, but you're being patient, and uh, we can work it out, and we're all in unity, and we all send you love, Lemoyne, for you, your computer, and your phone. <laughs> Thank Amen. you. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Thank you, Robin Thank Marie. You. <laughs> Thank you, Robin Marie. I don't usually reboot my phone in the middle of the call.
Yeah, but let me just throw put something in there that, that, that you know, I, there was that point where I screwed it up. I had screwed up like the pivotal section in the course. I had and it's like I pretty much got the clear message. Keep thinking like that, and you will. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, don't treat that <laughs> the spare headset as something to look at and pretend it's keeping me safe. It's really working. Oh, you're broken up, but I <laughs> I appreciate your awareness of what you what you're sharing. Thank you. Good morning, this is Sandra. And um Lemoyne, I'm wondering if you hang up and call back in if there may not be so much static on your line. <clears throat> Just a suggestion, but I don't know. You may have already tried it. <laughs> um anyway. <clears throat> The lesson today of now let a new perception come to me, and that is for me it's it's that once again that that power of decision that's where my power is is every time I decide what am I going to align with am I going to align with the truth of God or am I going to align with my ego? And I think um, Charles was talking about the resistance, I believe. And I think the resistance is we just, this is so darn simple. It's just have a new perception. My, My old perception is that the world was guilty and that there was something wrong here. And there was something wrong with me. There was something wrong with the world. This just isn't right, what I'm, what I'm seeing and experiencing. And the new perception is sinless and forgiven. That's it. Those are my two choices. <laughs> Either I see myself as sinless and forgiven and I see you as sinless and forgiven and the world as sinless as, and forgiven, or I, I see otherwise. I see a world where there's something wrong that needs to be judged. So... I don't know. I think it's so simple. I just, it's like, and and when I see the world that is where there's something wrong and I'm judging, I don't feel good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel peaceful. It doesn't, I, I feel isolated. I feel lonely. I feel, you know, I don't feel good. And that's just what this is saying is that, you know, you can, the the, the rules for decision is, if it doesn't feel good, then think once again. Choose once again. So we just, I don't know, I think that people in general like to complicate things. And um, I, for one, just like the simplicity. Now let a new perception come to me. I'm going to choose once again. I'm going to change my mind. I'm complete. Thank you. That was wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sandra. I loved how you phrased that. 
let a new perception come to me. And, um, you know, for me, that's so important because it's not something I can work out myself. I can't conjure up a new perception as an ego identity. My thinking mind (laughs) wants nothing to do with that. But if I become still and quiet and willing in this present moment and just uh, allow the new perception to come to me, you know, it's, it's like I'm giving God permission to heal me through Holy Spirit. But I've got to not interfere, you know. I've got to realize that it's nothing that an ego mentality can accomplish. It can only be accomplished through Holy Spirit, through God, through Holy Spirit. But I've got to let it come to me. That's such a beautiful way to phrase it and so true. I'm complete. Thank you, Sandra. Good morning. Karen. Thank you, Lana. I'll let everyone thank you and then start. Thank you, Lana. Okay. Thank you, Lana. Thank you. A um, couple things. Uh, one was that um, I love it that we give everybody who hasn't spoken a chance to speak before people, you know, kind of double dip. Because yesterday I noticed that um, I was trying to stay on the call for Lori and Harrison hadn't shared and Lana hadn't shared and I just was like disappointed but I couldn't stay on the phone anymore because I start very, very, very early. So I'm just putting that out there. Um, Yeah, so a couple things. Um, Lori was mentioning the Wizard of Oz a few days ago. And when I did this lesson this morning, I, the first thing that, that struck me is now my new perception. Now my new perception can come. And I thought, in, in other spiritual communities that I've been a part of all my life, it's more like you have so many years, uh, so many lifetimes ahead of you to undo the some scars that are trapped in your subtle body before you can be one with Christ. And um, it was like Dorothy, when she lands in Munchkinland, she has to go through all these perilous situations and all these tests before she can get to the Emerald City. And then, you know, they have to, they have to meet the wizard and then they have to get the balloon. And it's all these, you know, difficulties. And at the end... It, the realization comes that all she has to do is click her heels three times and she can wake up and be home. And I, that was my takeaway this morning. It says, now your new perception is available. Now you can step into heaven, into, into the present moment. You can step into the holy instant and step out of all of the drama and all of the fear and all of the you know, it's very colorful and very entertaining to be in the world. Sometimes it's really good, but but um, that's not what we came for. We came to wake up. So I just um, thought I would mention that. Now per- new perception is available. And then I think the first two lines in the lesson go on to say, you know, I can give up fear and make a space for love. And I don't have the book, so I can't paraphrase it perfectly, but it does say that 
we want to remove the fear to to be restored to our sinlessness. And the final paragraph, paragraph five in the last judgment, also says, um, "God will God will welcome us home and take us back and say that we were uh, forever innocent, forever loved, forever loving, forever limitless, and pure." And that's our true state. We can, we can have that right now. But what is this about the fear being in the way? And um, I just wanted to share this little anecdote that happened yesterday. And I, I have to thank you all and bow to you all because when I share something on the call, invariably the Holy Spirit corrects my mind. Whether it's something I process later or there's a miracle or something. So yesterday I was sharing with you that I was meditating in the middle of the night, the night before last, and I felt this tremendous sadness and um, guilt because I trimmed the tree and I thought I killed it. So after I got off the call, um, I went around my neighborhood and saw the other crepe myrtles, and guess what? They all died overnight because of the frost. And that made me really meditate on how my mind projects my guilt, projects my guilt, because my mind, my ego mind was saying to me, you are so stupid. How could you trim the tree when it still seemed to have so much life force? You know, and it was, the ego mind was beating me up. And it was like, you are so stupid. Why, Why did you do that? And then, of course, it was recognized as a pure projection, having nothing whatsoever to do with truth. It was an interpretation of what had happened to the tree that was based on something going on emotionally within me, but something hidden. And um, sometimes it's not so simple. You know, that's, that's where I'm going with this. It's not as simple as correcting our minds. There are layers and layers, and the more that we go into the stillness and the depth of the silence in our meditations, we can come to these places, like this place where I was, you know, aware that I was feeling so badly about the the tree. And when you think into those places, it's the opportunity for the forgiveness and the letting go of something ancient, something historic, something that's locking the love, just like that line in the lesson where it says, let go of the fear, so you can be filled more fully with the love of God. But you have to you have to give these things over. So it was like, oh, this is like this is like a feeling I've been carrying unconsciously. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. I do everything bad. It's a very childlike voice, a primitive voice, you know, of a a lesson learned in early childhood, you must be so bad, you're so stupid, you don't do anything right, that kind of thing. And it was projected in the present moment about something as innocuous as trimming a tree. You know, and then if I were to apply that to my fear of the Middle East and my fear of a political person, et cetera, et cetera, it's like there's emotional baggage that just needs to be acknowledged that my that my um, ego has kept hidden. And if it's not recognized, it keeps running me. But when it's recognized, it can be offered up through the Holy Spirit and let go of. 
And I just keep meditating on opening willingness. Be open, open, open. Let the light of love shine through anything and everything and extend out and make more space. Let it make more space for holiness, for health, for love, for peace, to be an instrument. Just like the last judgment by this paragraph, I am limitless, I am loved, I am loving. Just like that. That's where I'm going. And anyway, the point was, that new perception is available to us now because it's the truth of what we are. And, you know, it, it may take what, what I consider called time to, to unearth all these, these blocks or distortions, but that's not my job and that's not my business. That belongs to the Holy Spirit, and it'll just happen naturally. Um, thank you so much for listening to me. I'm complete. Wow. Thank you. That was powerful. Yeah, that's, that was loaded, Karen. <laughs> thank yeah, you. Thank there's you. so thank much you. in that. Wow. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, that Karen. was really great. So, yeah, thank, thank you, Karen. You, Karen. you do so thank many you, things you. beautifully. <laughs> you bring so much up in me. Ah, so beautiful. Thank you. Me too. Yeah, we're all reminded of Ah, okay. We're all reminded of the sweetness that we all we all have when we hear you speak, Karen. Go ahead, Lori. Thank you. I was just going to um make this comment that um this ego mind that's always judging and comparing and and what have you um, is it's I'm, here's what I'm thinking in an overall way this morning as I go about my life I'm doing one of two things I'm either correcting errors in my perception or I'm creating and what I want to say is this the rules for decision um, I asked myself, what is a decision? What is a decision? And if I understand what he's trying to tell me here, a decision is something that occurs in response to alternatives. There's this or that. There's this or that. This or that. That's what a decision is. It's a choice between alternatives. And... Once I've gotten past the point of realizing that there are no real alternatives in reality, in reality, there are no real alternatives. Reality as God created it is just love. And having and being love and experiencing um, the effects of love we get to it in paragraph 32 when I realize that cause and effect are one. Source is my cause, and I am always an effect of source. Unless I uh, make an error, <laughs> and then I'm not experiencing truth. Cause and effect are one, that the Son of God is always an effect of his creator, her creator, and the result of their union 
is love. Okay? But here am I uh, experiencing life in a body as a person, and uh, it appears to me as I go along in time that I have alternatives to choose from. In reality, I don't. He wants me to get to the point where I realize, now let a new perception come to me. Cause and effect are one, giving and receiving are one. And their union is what creation is comprised of, the extension of love. That's what he wants me to get to. That's why he says in paragraph 31, quite clearly, anything that happens is a result of you and your advisor. So, to sum it up, a decision of choice between alternatives, and he says it really simply when he says you always choose between your weakness and the strength of Christ in you. Always, always choose between your weakness and the strength of Christ in you. And when I give authority to the strength of Christ in me, um, to do and experience and live this life, I've, re- I've come to the resolution of the dream, that beautiful, beautiful section in chapter 24 called the resolution of the dream. Now, the Christ in you is very still, but he knows where you're going. He leads you there in gentleness all the way. That's why we get lessons like uh, 155, I will step back and let him lead the way. Or 156, this is the way salvation works. You step back and the light in you steps forward. Um, or like, well, I could go on and on. But when I get to the point when I realize that there's only um, two alternatives, and of the alternatives, only one is true, I've come to the point where I've let go of judgment. That, that, oh man, that beautiful section of the manual for teachers. How is judgment released? It's released with a sigh of gladness. A sigh of gladness because once I realize the weight of all the judgment I thought I carried, um, I'm released from that because I know that Creation is a result of my union with my Creator. I'm released from all that judgment and I experience the happy gladness that comes from realizing that burden I did not have to carry. It's the goal of all our lessons. Um, and it's just so, so uh, elegant. When I have difficulty, it's because I've forgotten that I'm an effective cause. You who belong to first cause are more than merely guiltless. Once I accept that guiltlessness, um, I can extend it because it's just the truth. I'm not doing anything. I'm allowing the strength of Christ in me to prevail. Do I do it all the time? No. But when I'm not doing it, I know it. And um, and it only takes a moment to uh, get back on my horse, as I say. Um, that nothing happens except in union and all happenings are a consequence of union isn't that amazing you know that's how uh, finally I'm going to just let it go at this this course in miracles is for the healing of my mind and once my mind is healed I realize the truth of me 
and I move into fields of creation. And to create is nothing more complicated than to extend the love that Christ shares with me. It's not complicated at all. It's the easiest thing in the world to do uh, because it's natural. Once my mind is healed, that's why the atonement and healing are the same thing. That's why when I accept atonement for myself, I've accepted it for my brother, and I've accepted it for the world. Um, the idea that there is more than one creator of this world disappears. And, um, and I can experience the resolution of the dream where there is no journey but to walk with him. Um, and that, to me, that's extending the love of God and, and creation, which is a consequence of union. I think I'm complete. And like says Lana, there's layers and layers and layers of this. Oh, one other thing I felt compelled to say. Lesson 74 is there is no will but God's. Chapter 13 ends with this. It's not difficult to do your will. The Holy Spirit tells you what it is, and then he does it for you. Um, that's, that's our goal here. And, um, and where is judgment now? I'm complete. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. Oh, thank you, Lori. Thank oh, you, beautiful. Lori. Oh, Lori. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. This is Ida. Hi, good morning. Hi. Um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read in, in other words um, the, just a little bit of what Lori just said because I was feeling the same way that, that we all know what happens when, I, when we don't let a new perception come to us. I'm going to have to say that. But when I let a new perception come to me, as I was doing this morning, which is what helped me have a better morning, you know, I, when I let a new perception come to me, I feel abundant. I feel healthy. I feel in love. I feel creative. Regardless of what appears to be happening around me or outside of me or in my life, quote unquote, I still feel that way when I let a new perception come to me. So I'm very encouraged by that today, and uh, I hope you are too by this lesson. Thanks. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Ida. That was thank you, Ida. awesome as heck. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Ida. Inspiring. Very inspiring, Ida. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ida. X marks the spot. This is Charles here, and I just, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to respond to something that was mentioned, that uh, being responsible for the choices that I make. It seems that the ego likes to hold us responsible for choices that we make, and the consequences of those choices, that we do not we're not aware of the consequences that come from the choices that we make. If we were, then we would be the Holy Spirit who understands the consequences of every choice we make. 
in all directions. Um, but to see the tripping stones become stepping stones when our choices yield to a much wiser and much gentler, more loving way of being and truly allowing the Holy Spirit showing us that, you know, all the choices we've made and the consequences from those choices only made us more loving and more determined to be that much more, that much more aware, that much more considerate, that much more present, and not so much we slow down. We become more in the pause stage and we get more into the feeling stage and less into the thinking stage. Um, when you, when we talk about responsibility for our choices, you know, whether we trim the trees and all of a sudden they die the next day, but the ego blames us, you're, you're responsible for the consequences of everything that goes on. And, that that struck home to me. That really hit home with me. Because, you know, I made a lot of choices in my life that the ego makes me feel responsible for being a parent of children. Am I responsible for their upbringing and the consequences that happen in their lives? Or is it life just bringing lessons to us all together as one? And that we're on our own path, bringing those lessons the Holy Spirit would have us learn. So thank you for helping me to have a deeper look at my life. With that, I'm complete. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Where that went. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Charles, and thank you every precious soul listening and speaking on this call. This is Jennifer, and um, I, I've been actively in the lesson of looking at um, just how I judge um, my parent and people that come to me now for, for love. Um, and I'm witnessing uh, the Holy Spirit um, in the pause in me, and I'm I'm just being reminded that I'm I'm not responsible for the my parent or people coming to me, but what I am responsible for is just. Like Charles was saying, remembering the grace, and I I came here to love, and and be loved, very simply, like Sweet Saunders talks about in her own way. And I, it's really being pointed out to me in my observation all these years how my ego plays out as passive aggressive or aggressive, either way. And right now it's being pointed out how I see others 
doing the very same things. And I'm coming to a place of pause in my heart to start being the angel that maybe is being guided to point out what's going well for them or to be hands-off but choose again to just love them, not not think that um, I should change them or because that in itself is another move that I am better and I am not, not better. Um, and it's very unconscious belief that I'm releasing right now. So I'm going to go through this lesson today. Man, like Lana was talking about, I think Lori and um, Lemoyne is thinking, and I'm going to, all of us, uh, look at this and use it as a tool. And with that, I, I com- I'm complete. Thanks, Jennifer. Boy, that was really, really nice, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much, Jennifer. Oh, I would love to share. I just love you guys, all of you, (laughs) and I'm complete. Thank you, Jennifer. And come ahead, Judy. Hi, Judy. Hi, everybody. Boy, this has been a very exciting call. <laughs> um, the new beginning, a new day, brand new day, beginner's mind. Um, I'm, I'm taken by um, the first paragraph in the introduction that talks about, um, you know, um, letting go of the dream of judgment, that this is a dream of judgment. And when we stop judging, the dream will be undone letting um, forgiveness, non-judgment take its place so we can radically accept and see the difference between what is true and false in God's creation and what we've made of it through our judgments, our distortions, and our personal interpretations. Um, How it it talks about, um, you know, so much of what we learned in the Course is being ideas Um, but not rules for thought, that we've learned to discern what's true and what's false, what's what's the ego and illusion, and what is the truth of who we are, and the difference in the thought systems and how we have patterns, habitual patterns of thought, of which we're unconscious of most of the time, like little robots running around in the dream, thinking we're thinking, thinking that we're something that we're not, and totally unaware of our Christ consciousness, our unity and our state of grace, which is the thought system of God. And I think this simple method, and, you know, the Course doesn't give us directions on how to do anything. It really is um, a self-inquiry, a journey of self-discovery, Um, learning to recognize what's true and false within us, you know, how Jude tried to control a mistaken sense of reality that, you know, she needed to be afraid, that she needed to manipulate and control people and situations in order for herself to be satisfied and happy. 
And this, this, this basic fundamental premise of who I am is to trust my feelings in the eternal moment. It's always here and now, and I don't like the way I'm feeling right now. How far removed from God and how he would have me think and be am I? Am I being happy? Am I being happy right now? Or am I being a malcontent? Am I being dissatisfied? Am I being restless and irritable? Thy will, God, God's will for me, not mine. Thy will be done, not mine. And how, how much is Judy agreeing with what God's will for Judy is today? Or is she just demanding her will be done in the world of illusion? On the battleground, an illusion of Judy fighting an illusion of dissatisfaction with the illusions of the world. That's the only place conflict takes place, on the battleground of illusions. So this is big. It's not just about, you know, Judy being happy. It doesn't have anything to do with Judy being happy. It has to do with aligning my thought system, my feelings, my true self, and letting God govern me. Let God, Christ, animate me, inform me, direct me, guide me. And it's relax. Just relax. Jude, take a breath. You're not in charge. He will inform you and direct you on how to understand the truth of who you are today. Because if I'm not at peace, if I'm not happy, I'm the ego split mind that's screwing myself. I'm condemning my own happiness. I'm making my own misery. And it's so, it's fundamental, but the capital F, fundamental, that really makes me want to shout out loud that my happiness isn't contingent upon anything or anybody, including Judy. <laughs> Judy's not required. <laughs> and, um, you know, this whole decisions, you know, it's like decisions, decisions, and um, fighting, fighting with myself. Um, you know, that I am my own problem, that I am my own enemy, that I would sabotage my own happiness. Um, and then, of course, I become, pub I become public pollution. I become environmental pollution. This is how I save the world from Judy, because I'm not inflicting my, my desire to control or manipulate or have things her way. I gotta be quiet. So, um, and to see, to see the choice for vision is God's greatest gift to me. That if I don't choose to see through the eyes of the forgiving, loving Christ consciousness, I'm stuck in my ego mind. I've got a split mind, and I've separated myself from myself. I cannot be separate from Christ consciousness and know the truth about anything or anybody. I can't know the truth about myself because it is myself. God's voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit, God and Christ are one in Trinity. 
and this is how my mind is restored to my wholeness and my completion, that looks upon everything as my capital self. It's bottom line, background, foreground, upside and downside, inside and outside. It's all-encompassing and all-inclusive. And with that, I'll sigh and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for heaven. Thank you for my changelessness, which is always available to me. Amen. I'm complete. Thanks, Judy. Well, thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Karen again. I just have a quick uh, comment slash question. So, Lori, you were talking about um, the new perception is knowing that there's nothing else, nothing but love. Um, if I'm, if I understood you correctly, it's like when we recognize that we're in non-duality, when we really come to own the fact that Everything our ego has told us is false. And the only truth is the truth of God. And in that truth of God, we are one. So there's nothing to judge, but nothing to judge against, because there's only oneness. How can you judge against something that's one with you and one with everything? There's no specialness. There's no separation. So is that what you're alluding to on complete? Thank you. It is. It is, Karen. Um, because what he refers to as capital S self, self is the one self that we share. And um, I think it's what's meant also in paragraph 30 when he says, your day is not at random. There is no freedom from what must occur. There's no freedom from what must occur. That says to me that there is no will but God's. And when I have let my mind align with the will of God, the outcome of that is love's extension. That's cause and effect are one. That's two are joined. And that's uh, the expression of source. That's that's the goal of all our living here, uh, to to let my mind get to the point where I realize that there are only two alternatives and of those two only one is real that's what he means when he says in chapter 16 paragraph 19 worthy of memorizing reality is safe and sure and wholly kind to everyone and everything there is no greater love than to accept this and be glad you've never given anything to the Holy Spirit that he has not solved for you and you've never kept anything yourself and resolved it successfully a little bit horribly at the end there isn't it time you brought those two ideas together and made sense of them rules for decision is uh, like a procedure for right-minded thinking and when my thinking is completely aligned 
as an effective source, yes, I have let my mind be carried to the thought system of truth. The thought system of truth, the who, what, where, when, why, and how are always summarized by love. The plot is love. The characters are love. What's happening is love. Um, and that, you know, that's a moment-to-moment -moment experience, and I know you know it. You know it. Um, and, and the other thing I want to say about that uh, is in my experience uh, of, of that very long, dark night, that lasted over eight years where I tried everything on Lori's own to make an exit. Uh, it took that long for me to realize that I can't experience self without union. It's impossible. Um, one can meditate for, for centuries and have a momentary fleeting awareness of, of oneness with the Father. But if we want that experience to be ongoing, then we rely, we must have each other. That's the only way to experience that exchange of love that is called unity, you know? Um, I don't know, um, I, I can't tell you why that's the design, but it is the design that love is always extending. A good metaphor for it is Indra's net. You know, we're united and interdependent and related to each other in a relationship that is love. And when my mind arrives at awareness of that, there's a natural outflowing or a natural extension of source um, because cause and effect are one. The Father is the source, the Son is always the effect, and the union between the two of them is love. The messages, the, the song of heaven, all of it is, is love. And, um, and to me, when I, uh, when I realize that nothing happens, I mean, by realize, recognize, experience the fact that nothing happens, except in union, that I've let my mind fall into that place where there is no will but God's. That's why your day is not at random and there is no freedom from what must occur. There is no will but God's and it is possible to experience that alignment of will known as self or Christ. And... Um, and it must be in union. That's the only way to keep that awareness alive, uh, by sharing, you see. And, uh, and that's, that's how my dark night ended. And, uh, and that's all I want to say about that. Thanks, I'm complete. Boy, that was great. Thank you. Beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. me again. I just wanted to say one thing. Um, I don't know. Everyone else, I think, most people have been doing the course a lot longer than I have. But um, 
I mentioned yesterday that like the ego is like a fist. Its natural state is contraction. It's defensive. It's blocking. It's stopping the flow of God and denying it, of course, and resisting it and all those things. I think it's um, part of my practice. It's a huge part of my practice is to practice relaxing and opening and being soft and being safe and feeling safe and being surrendered and being open. And in that place, there's extension. And in that place, there's oneness. But it actually feels to me like it's almost like it's a muscle in the energy field, you know, which is when I go into a place where I have fear, that is... uh, it's a block. It's stopping the flow of the love. And, and it has to be turned over to the Holy Spirit. And we call that forgiveness or call that, um, you know, returning re- what's hidden to the Holy Spirit. But I feel like that's my practice. When I was in deep meditation the other day and I went in and I found these fear places, the fear has nothing to do with the person who's out in the world on the outside level right now. It's a fear from, you know, fear of the devil when I was a little girl and taught that there was a devil, you know, and it was locked in my cells, and now it's coming out projected at that person in politics, you know, and, and all I'm trying to say is, you know, it's, it's, it seems for me it's more than just thinking thoughts. It's actually having to have the experience of extension and receptivity energetically and letting that flow happen. Um, and it just has to, I have to make that uh, my practice. It has to be, you know, because right now the reflex is contraction and separation, uh, defensiveness. I don't know. I'm sorry if I went on too long. I'm complete. Thank you. Uh, thank you. My mind is always judging itself. Am I audible? Yeah, yes, you are. Okay. Um, ego mind is constantly evaluating itself. And he tells, he warns us against that. He says, some of your greatest advances have been your deepest retreats. Some of your deepest retreats have been your greatest advances. What can I take from that? Stop evaluating myself. There's just three simple things, three simple things uh, he told me, and I think they are probably universal. One, if, I want, if, I, if my goal is universal purpose or unity, number one, soften. Number two, attend to me and number three share just those three things and to me that's a pretty good summary of the rules for decisions soften um he he describes it paragraph 14 ego is is already reacting it's already resisting it's already already retaining its own ideas you know that's suffering that's my suffering if i soften and attend to the one voice just attend to the one voice. I'll be taken there. And um, and gosh, you know, um, it's in it's 
everything I want to say is just so perfectly summarized in chapter 11. Let me see if I have that tab open. I did a minute ago. Well, I'll just open it right now. Chapter 11. In God's plan for salvation. Soften the same curriculum. Soften, attend, and share. The same curriculum is resign as your own teacher. All my suffering was a consequence of my own teaching. When I stopped doing that, when I unlearned the lessons I taught myself, I have softened and I have learned to attend. In the same curriculum, he says it, resign as your own teacher. You could put resign as your own teacher in your search box and you'll get everything you need to know. And at jcim.net on the website, if you click, if you click online edition, and slide down to Co-Relate, A-C-I-M-O-E, and A-C-O-L, you'll discover that he takes that even further in A Course of Love, resign at your own te- as your own teacher. And all he wants me to do is just stop attending to the ego, unlearn that lesson. Um, he takes it, takes it all the way home in A Course of Love, in finding and expressing your true self. It's simply a matter of stop um, listening to your own ideas. Resign as your own teacher. Stop comparing yourself to everybody else. Listen to your own inner guide and experience that result of being an effect of cause. That's your own natural awareness and your own natural uh, creating or extending the love of God. Um, so finally, what I wanted to say, it's all in chapter 11, paragraph 52. I had it a second ago. Your learning potential, properly understood, is limitless. This is the same curriculum. Stop being your own teacher. Your learning potential, properly understood, is limitless because it will lead you to God. This this way is already accomplished, you see. It's already accomplished. You can teach the way to him and you can learn it if you follow the teacher who knows it in his curriculum for learning it. The curriculum is totally unambiguous because the goal is not divided and the means in the end cause and effect. The source and the sun are in complete accord. You need to offer only your undivided attention. Undivided attention. Soften, attend to me, and share. Everything else will be given you. For why? For it is your will. It's my will to to get this. My will is in union with the Father. Your will is to learn right. And nothing, nothing can oppose the will of God's Son. His learning is as unlimited as he is. Isn't that stupendous? So I get on the carpet and I take the ride. I forget and I remember. I forget and I remember. And uh, gee whiz. I'm sorry I go on and on, but that's that's it for me. I'm complete. Oh, that was great. Thank you so much, Roy. Thank you, Lori. That was great. Yeah.
Lemoyne, we know you're talking because we hear a buzz. <laughs> there, there I heard you. Is it back to the buzz, or can you hear me now? Uh, can can hear you in, in the midst of intense vibrations. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not going to say much, except that <laughs> it, it really would be along the lines of what you just said. So I'll just say I'm going to end the recording here. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll go shopping for a ball. <laughs> Anyway, love y'all. Thank you. Um, call continue. Yeah.